Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the You and I podcast with Kenneth Winston Jr. Kashina Winston. And uh, today we're going to be talking about parenting or raising kids uh, versus how we grew up and how it's uh, changed a little or how much has it changed in, I guess, today's work. So, um, I guess, would you like to start? Yeah, um, when I was growing up, I, um, came from a two-parent household, and my mom and dad, um, both, well, my mom was more the, I guess you could say, kind of disciplinarian. Like, my father was kind of laid back. He didn't really do very much spanking unless he uh, unless he had to. Um, I can kind of count on maybe both my hands how many times I was, I guess, spanked by my dad. Um, my mom, um, I, ne- I got in trouble as a kid. And I got some spankings as a kid, or whippings, or whatever, however you want to refer to them. Um, but I guess you could say I kind of might thought that some of them were kind of excess, excessive, like too much. It just kind of depends on how you look at it. Um, I can remember when I was um, growing up, I was had to be about four. I think um, I always still remind my mom about this particular spanking because um, we lived on a busy street when I was a little girl growing up in Pine Bluff and we got some new neighbors that moved across the street and I didn't have anybody to play with but the new neighbors had two girls that were a few years older than me and instead of asking my mom and my dad to go across the street I just went across the street without um, asking. And so um, my mom came outside and was looking for me and was calling my name and she couldn't find me. And I just popped out of the neighbor's house and man, I got the worst spanking ever. My mom spanked me outside in front of everybody <laughs> and because I shouldn't have went across the street. So I think the, the whipping was was uh, needed, but um, I always remember that particular spanking. Um, And when I started to have my own children, um, my oldest son um, is Keaton. He's um, seven. But when, you know, I started to have my own um, kids, I always said that, you know, I wouldn't do what was done to me and I used my own particular way of wanting to, you know, raise my my boys. So I can remember when um when I um was potty training Keaton, um my mom's response was, Oh, you need to spank his butt because he needs to know that he doesn't need to you know, use the bathroom on himself. And then my thought was, well, no. I said, well, that's not going to make him not use the bathroom on himself. That's going to make him scared to go to the bathroom. 
So I think my views then were a lot different than what my mom's views were because her views were, well, I spanked you when you were growing up and, you know, you turned out okay. And then I had to get her to understand that, of course, I know, you know, since I had my own children and that our views are going to be different, that I had, I made the choice to do, you know, things a little bit different with my own children. And so I can remember um, when Keaton was growing up, well, he's not grown up yet, but when he was smaller, she would always say, oh, you just need to spank his butt. And I was like, well, that's kind of not the answer to everything. So, you know, pulling out a belt and spanking a kid is not always the answer for for me. And so she was like, well, her response was always, well, I spanked you when you turned out fine. And I was like, oh, well, you know, okay. But, you know, things have changed. Times are different. And so um, I have always had to tell her, you know, hey, that's not the answer for me for everything. I don't always just pull out a belt and say, hey, I'm going to beat your butt if you don't, you know, do what it's need to be doing. And I can also remember as... Um, at one point in my life, I was a foster parent to a, a relative of mine when I worked for um, um, DHS as a when I was a caseworker for DHS or whatever. And one of my relatives came into foster care, and he was my niece who had had him was kind of young when she had him, so he was a little bit different in raising my own child because of course I didn't have anything to do with his upbringing so when I first got him into my home it was a lot different than my own child and so again my mom's response was oh you need to spank his butt you need to whoop him because he needs to know that you're the boss and blah 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 and I'm like, but I can't spank him. I said, because he's not mine. He's a ward in the state. I can't put my hands on him like that. And her response was, well, those tactics that you use with Keaton, it's not going to work for him. You're going to have to do something different. So I went and tried to figure it out. I was like, well, he he's not much different than my own son. He's just not biologically mine. But, I mean, I think those same things that I use with Keaton will be able to work. And so it took some time and some adjusting and everything, but those same things that I was doing with Keaton at the time did work for my great nephew. And my mom was like shocked because she was just like, well, I can't believe you got that stuff to work. And I was like, well, it's just, it's different. You don't have to use those, you know, same tactics. I don't think, um, what do you think, babe? Oh well, I uh, I was raised in a two parent home until you know my father passed, and so I left my mom as the 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 person that would get you back in line. And I mean, we didn't really just we got our fair share, but we didn't look at it like, man, we just getting beat for anything or we getting wood for anything. It went for like, it went for like, you know, we do something that day and then right there we do something. I think she operated more off of like a, like a line. 
like every parent say, all right, you get too close to that line. And that's like, all right, you know, I've tried, you know, this approach, this approach, this approach. And it was always like a really a last resort, but it wasn't like we didn't, me and my brother and sister, it wasn't never out of, she was always in an angry state like most parents do. And I can count on my hands how many times that happened. Probably like until I got maybe 12, maybe 11. And then she was like, well, you start cutting grass and doing chores and, you know, doing other things. Even though I was taller than everybody, that didn't make me just intimidate my mom because she wasn't intimidated by anybody. But she also had my dad friends help out as far as giving phone calls to her, her older brothers you know, talk to us or even her, even our, uh, my great grandma and her, uh, her, uh, my other grandma and other cousins, they would also talk to us about, you know, just being respectful and, you know, listening and stuff. And so, I mean, I didn't really look at it as, man, she went too far or, man, that one really, you know, just got under my skin because, I mean, that's what I thought was, I didn't think was normal, but I was just like, well, I, I did do a lot to get to this point. It wasn't like, oh, man, I, I just, you know, I just back talked. And then it was like, bam, that's it. It was like, you know, it was stuff that added up. And so when you get in the routine, it's like, if you try like, hey, I need you to get out that routine, either a nice voice or a strong voice with adjectives, it's just like it's not going to click because you don't feel like nothing's wrong. I ain't been abused. I don't I don't look at it like, man, my mom abused me or my brothers and sisters. Cause that's not the case. But she was just raised and we were just raised, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. And we weren't spoiled, but we weren't just beat with a rod. Like, we were just regular kids and stuff. So, uh, I guess when I like being around my nieces and nephews before I had my own, it was just like, well, you know, I had always made my mind I wouldn't. I was like, there's other ways to do stuff. Cause I mean, I just looked at it like, well, I'm a big guy, so if I even thought about going to that that step, it'd be like, well, hey, how do you, how do you? do this correctly without hurting somebody so I've always been like well I can't I can't do that so I can find something else to do I can have you do push-ups hold the wall drive the bus sit in the chair like you know stuff like that or just take your stuff away I mean I also got that done take Nintendo away uh make you write book reports um stuff like that that's not really punishment because you read or you writing about something that's, you know, beneficial. And so when I got married, it was like, I, see, I just see stuff before stuff happened. So it's more like, well, I see a behavior. It's like, hey, I need you to cut that out. Hey, can you cut that out? I don't, I don't believe in trying to beg a kid or a child to, like, 
that whole it's it's a listening problem with some kids. Like they act like they don't hear you, but they hear you. They act like they brand new to stuff, but they really not brand new because it's like you know what you doing is wrong because you know it ain't right. And so I just look at it like I'm I look at it like if I gotta ask you three times, it's like I can't I'm not gonna just be like, oh, I got a rage on you. I'm just gonna I'm like to just take your privileges away or make you write a book report. You know, do something of that nature. But I try not to go to that exhort of putting my hand on my on, on the kids and the thing. I mean, even my mom told me she was like when they used to have when Keith would have a issue or even K three, she was like, Well, they just being boys and I'll be like, Well, yeah. I remember you used to let us get away with with stuff and or something just depending on what it was, but it wasn't like all the time we just grew up just getting away with stuff and not being corrected either with like a couple of taps or a sit down getting it thoroughly explained to us and then it's like okay well I gotta ground you okay now you gotta read these books and write a book report okay I'm taking your video game privileges away okay you can't go outside and play with your friends like stuff like that I just think in these days it's, it, it's changed because most parents want to be their kids friends and not their parents first. Like, someone would be like, well, I got, I got, you know, abused or whatever, whatever, which, of course, okay, that's cool. That, that's, that can always change because, you know, you can't go to school or you couldn't even go back to school in the day with, with marks and stuff on you because people going to ask. But it's like, I just think that's one of the biggest problems. Like, parents don't want to be their kids' friends instead of their parents because they don't want to be looked at as like they hate their kids if they have to ground them or make them do something that's not even, you know, going to hurt them at all. And so, I just think that's how times have changed, really. And that's what I did. I mean, I'm already, me, my brother, and my sister, we never had any issues. I'm not saying that that helped, but we knew people that went to jail or did things that got caught. And, you know, it was just a, a decision early on that <clears throat> that's not something that you want to do. Like, have your stuff taken away and stuff. So. Yeah, I kind of, I agree with um, my parents. My mom always said, as far as not to get in any trouble or any kind of trouble where that land was in jail because um, she she always told us if we ever got in any trouble like that, she wasn't going to come and get us. So it, don't call her from jail because she's not coming. So I can remember when my brother, my older brother was, Okay, he was probably like 18, 19, early 20, somewhere around there. And he got in trouble 
did I can't remember what he did, but he got in trouble and ended up in jail. And my um he called my mom and she's like, Nope, I'm not coming to get you. So she didn't go get him. And he ended up having to call his dad to come in to get him out. And she said, I wasn't playing. If you get in any kind of trouble, like with jail or anything like that, don't call me because I'm not coming. Because you know you know how to act and what's supposed to happen and you know how to be respectful and you know all this, you know, kind of stuff. And so don't call me because I teach you, you know, what you're supposed to do and it's up to you to do it. And so I kind of feel like, you know, with our own kids, you know, we teach we teach them to be respectful and use their manners and well, K three, we still working on him, but because <laughs> he's kind of young, he he hasn't. Um, he can say yes and no, but you know, as far as yes, ma'am, no, sir, yes, sir, no, sir, he he can't say that yet. <laughs> but, but we're working on it. I can um, remember when Keaton was um, small, like K three, and I was like, oh, this is never gonna work. He's never gonna say yes, ma'am. He's never gonna be able to say it. And I would always, you know ask him something or tell him something and he'll say yes and I was like that's yes ma'am and then the, the day he said it I was like oh it finally worked I was like oh my goodness I didn't think it was ever going to work and I can remember calling mom and said mom guess what it finally worked he can finally say yes ma'am and she was like well good so with kids I think it's more you know kind of telling them they know how things are supposed to go like we always remind Keaton that you know you're supposed to be respectful. Use your manners as yes, ma'am, not just yeah or no, or, or yes, sir, not just yeah, no. You got to make sure you use your manners because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. So I feel like we are, you know, raising our boys to be respectful, um, even though sometimes they might not always do it but we still try to stay on them to make sure that they do what they're supposed to do. Or, you know, just kid boys are going to be boys and kids are going to be kids. And this might, sometimes they might, you know, venture off and get in trouble every now and then. But as parents, we are just supposed to, it's not just me thinking or my thoughts is that we're supposed to, you know, stay on them and make sure that they do what they're supposed to do in, in, life and society yeah I wouldn't I got the yes ma'am and no ma'am and sir and all that for my my grandma but it wasn't it wasn't a, a taught thing it was more like it was more like a respect thing cause I just saw gray hair so I was like well, I guess I gotta say yes ma'am or no ma'am I just look at it as a a, a thing of respect, like I don't say it to everybody because I feel like certain situations, you know, I try to be respectful, but you know, I always say, you know, yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am, sir, ma'am. If they ask me something, until you know, it, it gets a rapport, and then it's more like, yeah, no, I don't like. Being said yes, sir, too. So I'm like, just say yes. Just say yes and no. Like, I'm not going to trip and be like, oh, you didn't say yes, sir. You didn't say no, sir. It's like, just say yes and no. Like, clearly. Like, in a regular voice. But I just, I don't know. 
probably just a little different raising kids now because when I was getting raised, I really didn't see or hear about, you know, stuff that we see and hear about now with social media and news cycle running like it is now. I mean, I remember hearing about um, the riots in L.A. and the O.J. verdict. Uh, well, as far as like, you know, what's been happening now with police brutality and stuff and, you know, stuff of that nature, really didn't hear about not saying what happened, but it wasn't like it is now, like it's something every day. And so, with me even going out and, and being a driver, it's always like, well, man, I gotta, I'm a big guy. Um, I know off top they gonna feel some kind of way, so then it's more like, well, how do you react? And I haven't been pulled over or been stopped or followed or any of that, but I always try to raise and, and you know, teach Keaton, hopefully teach K3 that, you know, this is how society and and so folks are going to view you. They're going to view you as, well, you got two strikes. You're born with two strikes, which I don't see how you can be born innocent, brand new to the war world, and as a minority, as a, as a black man, or a black boy growing into a black man, already have two strikes. So it's more about, you know, letting them know what's, what's happening, but without showing them the, the Facebooks or the, the CNN stuff. I mean, because I'm pretty sure he even heard about it. And I mean, when you hear about kids around, probably a little older than him, getting gunned down or whatever, kind of make you think like, man, there's no age limit. I mean, Emmett Till was 13. And even though that happened before our time, I mean, it's just like, well, I guess nothing changed. I remember another guy, Another kid I read upon, I think he was like nine to ten, and he got sentenced to the electric chair. So it's like, well, it's it's no age limit as far as a minority of when you know they want to do something to you. So it's more like just trying to shield them, but also letting them know like, hey, this is what's happening. Well, especially the oldest one, Keaton. And K3 don't care. He he really don't care. But just letting them know that, you know, this is how they view you. And, you know, but just to let them still keep their innocence for a while. But also, you know, make sure they are, make sure that he's aware of his surroundings and that he don't look down upon nobody that may be different. Or even if they own on either how they think or how they act, how they dress, their orientation or whatever, you know, treat everybody the same. And that's why I just try to teach them. Because like I said, I didn't hear about this stuff. So it's kind of different being, being a guy with two sons. And there's always something on Facebook or CNN or something hit your phone or it's, it's like 
You know, that's why I don't follow so many or reshare that stuff on Facebook because, I mean, I don't get how you can sit there and watch a video and post it and share it. It's like, but just trying to raise these two cats, two pawns into the king. That's all I'm doing. I think, you know, with the way things are now in the world, I think our son Keaton, he loves to read. So he likes picking up different books about different things. And I can remember a couple of days ago, he was reading a book about the civil rights um, movement. And he's like, Mom, that's just not fair. Why do people treat people that way? And I kind of stopped and I thought about it for a couple seconds. And I was like, well, Keaton, I said, back then, you know, it was hard for for African-American people or people of African-American who are who look like you. And he's like, well, mom, that's just not that's just not fair. He said, I um I, I try to be nice to everybody. Why are people so mean? And I said, well. Keaton sometimes you know back then and I said sometimes still now people don't like you because your skin's brown and he said but but I like everybody I have friends of all colors he said I have I have friends that are from China <laughs> I have friends that are from that are Asian and he's he said I don't even know if they are from these places no he has no idea he just says that because that's what they they look like. I said, well, Keaton, how do you know that? He's like, because that's the way they look. I said, you don't know that, son. <laughs> so he, he says that he has friends and they all look different. And he said, sometimes I have friends that are brown like me. And sometimes I, I have friends that don't look like me. And so I think, you know, for kids his age, and I, and I strongly believe that, you know, for kids to not like somebody because of their skin color i honestly feel like that is a something that's taught at home because kids don't know that they're different i can remember when keaton was younger and you know just starting to learn the colors of skins and all that he said he was brown his friend who was caucasian was pink because he didn't know he had no idea and so, I mean, I have friends of all races and everything. And, you know, my husband has a very, um, he has friends of all races. So it's not for kids to, for kids to say, that, oh, I don't, I can't be your friend because you're brown or I don't like brown people or, you know, I just think that kind of stuff is taught. And I wish, and uh, I wish that those things weren't like that, like, Kid, let kids just be kids and not be so focused on the skin color and who has what and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's even taught in the school systems, like school systems or, or, or friends. If you go over a friend house, like it just sort of ways they they start telling you just stuff about about certain folks and 
then with social media or the internet, I mean, you can you can basically make anything up. And so then it's like, well, man, now I gotta now I gotta argue with this, and now I gotta argue with this, or or the, or or have a conversation about this because. I remember one time we was coming home from church and he was like, Dad, do you, do you know what a, we talked about Jesus today. I'm like, oh, that's all right. That's, that's what's up right there, man. The OG Jesus. And he was like, I was like, now you know Jesus, you know, was, was a man of color. And he was like, no, he's not. Jesus is white. And I was like, who told you that? And he was like, because he's not a fan. And I'm like, well, I, I, I hate to bust your bubble, but, you know, and this is me not, not realizing I'm talking to a seven-year-old because, I mean, I'm not going to let, let him grow up thinking that. I'm not going to tell him that Jesus was just a straight brother. I'm just going to let him know that Jesus was a man of color, like, not white, not all the way black, but more toward the man of color side. And we must have the discussion for like 10 minutes and I was just like, it's in the Bible though. It's like in Revelation and it describes Jesus. And I was like, you can't believe what you, what you think you see on a fan because like that's, that's like a, another way they teach you to think that anything would White hair and blue eyes is perfect. And there's no such thing as a perfect person or a perfect race. Like there's only one perfect person. And so there was a interesting conversation because my wife was looking at me saying, like, don't, don't tell him that. I'm like, it's the truth. It's, I'm not telling the lies. It's, it's biblically proven. I mean, and I think one time we was watching the unveiling of Nefertiti that a guy had put on CNN and she was, man, pasty. And I was like, I was like, man, it just, and he was sitting there like, that's, that's how she looked. I was like, that's, no, that is nowhere near what Nefertiti looked like. I was like, she was a woman of color too. And she was a, a queen. And I'll just be trying to teach them stuff, little subtle stuff, and push them toward reading other stuff because I just want them to understand the history and understand how to deal with stuff and be able to move in the world and, and know how to move around the system instead of, you know, being in the air quote system. So... Hopefully I can teach K3 the same thing and, and just, you know, make sure we raise them right and they become good, good overall human beings, you know, with a strong foundation and, you know, that's all we, that's all we can hope for. And may we raise them right or to the best of our abilities because at the end of the day, they are a gift, but only God knows what, what's wrapped inside that gift. You know, all the thing we can do is give them the tools and, and teach them along the way and help them when they fall off path or if they have questions or stuff.
and you know hopefully you know they get some back on path or you know listen to their issues and stuff and understand that you know they may one day be profiled or you know pulled over or whatever whatever hopefully hope that never happens but just teaching them how to you know hopefully deal with those situations and you know come out you know unscathed and unharmed which is kind of sad that you got to teach i'm pretty sure you know other parents don't have that issue but so how do you think our parenting style is different or the same related to our parents Well, I mean, well, my dad, before he passed, I never, he worked third shift, so he wasn't handing out nothing. He, as my godfather said, he wasn't doing nothing but going to sleep. You know, may, uh, smoke some of that, smoke some of that mother nature, but he wasn't worried. He, I could do, I, I could do anything with him, but as we got older, with us being nine, seven, and five, we don't. We didn't really get anything. He talked to us. He would talk to us about, you know, stuff. I remember one time I walked home from North School because nobody was there to pick me up, and so I'm just walking all over the North Side. And I found I finally figured out where I was going, so I just started walking down 141. Cause I was like, well, they say John. If I go straight down this road, I get home. And I was I was on the right side of 141 and dad pulled up in the brown Monte Carlo and he was like man where you been get in this car man your mama gonna kill me and we went straight home and went in the kitchen he's like alright man I need you to sit down like what the hell were you doing like and he wasn't mad he was just trying to figure out cause he was like I can't we, we can't let your mom know that you you walked all the way home and I wasn't there to pick you up. And I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't know. Like, I just walked home. So, I really never got anything from him. He was more laid back. I mean, if he said your name, you knew, like, hey. Cause I mean, your mom only going to say your name so many times. And when your dad worked third shift and he tried to get that sleep, and hear your name and all you hear in that room is like, hey, if I got to come in there, ain't nobody going to be doing nothing. So then it's like, all right, he got to get up at, I think he's getting up like 9.30 or 8 o'clock, take a shower, we going to bed, he going to work. But his friends picked up, you know, helped out, helped mom out, and like I said, her brothers and stuff helped out. I mean, because... They wouldn't know, they wouldn't know, like, they wouldn't letting us go down that road that they had already seen or experienced and stuff. And so it was, I'm pretty much, I think my parents' style is more, I don't, it, it depends on the day. Not, it just depends on the day. Like, I'm not a person that's going to keep calling your name. K3, you, you gotta call his name because he don't care. He don't he he don't have no rules. His rules is 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 his rules and we gotta follow what he say. 
where it's like I try to I try to get them out of situation both of them if I can like hey go to your room hey go go read a book hey I don't need to hear her call your name no more hey what did she just say like so you think you're more the enforcer no like I'm just they... I'm just I'm just a loud voice with the stare that's all I'm gonna do is stare at you I, I don't I'm not an enforcer because that sound like that sound like capital punishment that sound like no I don't mean it like that I mean it more as you once I say something or tell them something to do they don't move fast enough you're the one that comes back and say hey what did your mama tell you to do yeah. that's what I mean by enforcer not yeah cause I put time limit on stuff like cause Keaton like to take 8 hours to clean up his room I'm more like okay you're not going nowhere you're taking all day I keep taking all day or if we gotta go somewhere I'm like you got 30 minutes like if she gotta keep coming in there hey I told you to do this come back 10 minutes later you still ain't made a move hey I, hey, I need you to get together and then come back again, it's like, no, you got five minutes. If you ain't done in five minutes, you ain't done. You want to go to school either musty, ashy, like, I, 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 hey, you done had that long, or you done had that long to clean up your room and it's still not done, you got the next day. Like, no TV, don't come out and ask for nothing, like, that's your, you got to take care of it. That's your responsibility. All K3 do is just make, a, make an extra mess. So it's like, well, no, nah, don't worry. But he'll clean it up when he get done making a mess. So K3 very, he like he like to make a mess then clean up. But trying to get K3 to do anything, it's like, it's like another version of me. And it's like, man, I was, that's hard. Like, what? He's like a sour patch kid. Sour one minute, sweet the next. So you can't really stay mad at him. Him or Keaton, but. Or upset or anything. So. I just sit back and, and call names. And, and that's it. And if they don't still move faster. I get him to do, I get Kit to do push-ups or something, or I have, or I hold K3 and try to calm him down or do something with him. But I'm not going to be one of those parents that do embarrassing stuff and put it on Facebook and be like, this is how I punish my kid. This is mm -hmm. how we punish our kids. Yeah, like, I, don't, I, I don't agree that's with that. The most, that's public shaming. Why even do a kid like that? Now, I will do it in front of family members or close friends. And be like, hey, go ahead and tell them why. Go ahead and tell them why you, why you in your predicament that you are, because then you got people around you that know that you got two parents at home that they expecting a certain behavior from you. And when you get out of behavior, it's like these people tell you the same thing we tell you. So I look at them like, well, maybe you need to hear from somebody else. And I got a crazy crew. So it ain't no telling what you would hear from some of my friends. I mean, you'll get the, you'll get all the same responses, but it just they not gonna 
they not no kid beaters or nothing. They just gonna tell them like, hey, you can't do that. Yada 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 yada, and then they make a joke at the end. But that's one thing I I never understood about shaming your kids, giving them a weird haircut, uh, box with them, whatever, whatever, or having somebody film it, and then it's on social media, and then it's like, man, then you got all these comments, and people can raise their kids how they want to. Whatever works for you, works for you. Whatever you want to do, that's what you do. But, you know, that's all I got. I don't, although it will be funny, though. Some of them do be funny, but most of them be kind of like, okay, that's, that's enough. That's like too far. Weird haircuts and you know, but to each his own. That's all I got. To each his own. That's it. How does it? You got any questions you want to ask? Mm, no. I think this is the longest podcast right now. When you're passionate about stuff, that's what happens. You keep talking. Yeah, so uh just be on the lookout for the next one. Uh it'll probably come us sometime next week or something. Uh I have to we have to think on what we're gonna talk about. Or I may just interview somebody else and have have them talk about somebody interview a regular person until I get until I get non famous with my with my two followers with our two followers which I'm not doing this we're not doing this for fame or publicity I just look at it as well I like to talk really about, about certain stuff nice. <laughs> so um hope you like the artwork it's all created by me I use Facebook photo for my engagement shoot and then I put it on pit collage and that's how I created it so uh that's it we ain't got no sponsors yet hopefully we can get sponsored by Sprite one day Man, That'd be lovely. We need some stock in that thing. Uh, maybe maybe Gerbert Baby. Maybe we'll let Keaton and K3 get on here one day and let them talk about how it feels to be raised by uh, the greatest to ever do it and the greatest that has never done it. I'll let y'all figure out who goes, which goes to who. Oh, uh, what? See y'all on the flip side. Good night.